Hello, everybody, and welcome or welcome back to Finding Fitness. I am your host, Griffin. And I am the other host, Logan. And this is the show where we discuss all things fitness and health related in a way that is easy and approachable for everyone. With the goal of helping everyone find their own version of fitness through the topics and discussions that we have on this podcast. If you haven't yet, go hit follow or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You can also leave up to a five-star rating and review. Both of those are free, easy ways to support this show, and we thank you for doing either one of those. For today's episode, Logan and I are discussing the differences between training for hypertrophy versus training for strength, what those two terms mean, what the difference in the training styles are, benefits of both, and much, much more. So we hope you guys enjoy this episode. Before we jump into this episode, let us firstly tell you about an amazing company we are affiliated with called Ned. Ned has the highest quality brand of CBD and hemp oil products that actually help you feel something. But they also have a supplement called Mellow, and this is a magnesium supplement. 70 to 80% of us in a population are deficient in magnesium and simply aren't getting enough within our daily diets. And Mellow has all the essential magnesium you need. It has three different types. It has magnesium glycinate, magnesium citrate, and magnesium gluconate. And it comes in three flavors. It comes in a lavender berry, a lemon, and a naked, which is just unflavored. You can add it into any drink you want. What magnesium is good for, it can help with aging. It can help with headaches, help with sleep, help you metabolize vitamin D, improve gut health by improving your gut microbiome, boosting brain function, helping with anxiety and stress, and much, much more. The list really goes on and on. It's an amazing, amazing supplement to try. I highly, highly recommend it. You can go check this out at helloned.com, H-E-L-L-O-N-E-D.com, and use our code FINDINGFITNESS to save you 15% off of Mellow or any of Ned's amazing hemp CBD products or, again, their Mellow product, which I highly, highly recommend. Or go to the description wherever you get your podcast. In there is going to be the link to the website. You can click on that and automatically apply the discount when you go to checkout through that link. Thank you, guys. Go check them out, and thank you, Ned. Within the fitness and health space, there's multiple different ways to train. You know, people have different outcomes and goals that they have in mind for their bodies or for performance goals. And hypertrophy and strength training or training for strength are two of some of the most common ones out there. Obviously, strength, well, training for strength, that's kind of obvious what that one sounds like. But um, for the average person that's kind of, you know, lifts or is into health and fitness or just the average person in general hypertrophy is probably like what does that even mean you know what is the difference between the two and it's a term that's thrown around a lot within like the space and it's like you know you hear people saying oh you need to train for hypertrophy or you need to train for strength or you know train this way for this and it can be you know for the average person it's like what does that mean Mm -hmm. like i'm just trying to lift weights yeah what are these different training modalities you know what am i you know what do i do should i do one of those and today we're gonna discuss the difference between the two uh, the benefits, you know, what they are exactly, and the outcomes that you can get from training in one of these ways. So let's start with hypertrophy and define what that is. 
So this is a style of training that's targeted towards increasing the physical size of your muscles through resistance training, obviously. So it's more focused on, you know, what the muscles look like, what your physique looks like. Like a bodybuilder, for example, is usually training in a hypertrophy style. Yeah. Um, looking to sculpt and shape their body to look, you know, aesthetically pleasing when they go up on a stage to compete. Um, or you just have, you know, the average person that just wants to look good. They just really want to have, you know, a good looking butt or back or, you know, biceps, chest, like just want to look, you know, lean, cut, chiseled. You know, lots of people want that look. Yeah. Um, and usually it's attained from this type of style of training. And I should also mention too, there's not a right or wrong way to train. Um, I think that people can get caught up in that too. And at the end of the day, just lifting weights regardless if you know of whatever focus you have just lifting weights in general is going to give you great health outcomes and training for hypertrophy doesn't mean you're not going to be strong either and training for strength doesn't mean you're not going to look good either yeah they kind of they go together in a way and you're Mm -hmm. it's you're still going to get results both ways from doing either one yeah um but doing obviously more one more specifically than the other is going to give you more specific outcomes like anything in life so training more in this way is going to give you, again, that, you know, chiseled look, you know, increase the size of your muscles if you do everything correctly. Yeah, and, and this but, is But the normally. goal is to increase the physical size yeah. of your muscles through, again, resistance training. So, again, the bodybuilder is kind of an extreme example, but the average person can train this way. It's super common, super valuable to do so. Uh, in terms of volume, so how much, you know, per week, it's common to train about 10 to 20 sets per muscle group per week. And then with three to four sets paired with six to 12 reps per workout. And that kind of seems to be the spot when it comes to hypertrophy as the goal. Um, that's what a lot of the study and research shows is those set and rep ranges. And it requires more frequent workouts and often has shorter rest periods. So it's more high intensity in a way, but also, you know, I mean, strength training is also very high intensity, um, but more high intensity in, in the fact that you have shorter rest periods. It's a lot more like supersets. It's a lot more, you know, burning out a muscle, you know, to get, you know, a pump in it. Um, in a pump, you hear that term all the time in yeah. fitness as well. And it's a big part of hypertrophy training and focusing on the mind-muscle connection and getting a pump. So muscle pumps occur mainly because of fluid buildup that is going to accumulate in your muscles when you work out. So when you lift, blood rushes to your working muscle, then lactic acid begins to build up and draw water into your muscle fiber. So it gets that pumped up feeling, that tight feeling, you know, your veins are popping out. You know, you see people in the gym, you know, flexing in the mirror, it's probably because they have a pump and you feel mm-hmm. juiced up. You feel like what you just did, you're like, oh, I just gained 12 pounds of muscle, yeah. <laughs> like I'm jacked. But that doesn't last very long, lasts a couple minutes after you're done working out. Um, and that's literally all it is. It's just kind of fluid buildup that's accumulating in your muscles. Um, but you can get, you know, amazing pumps by training in this way where you're focused on connecting to these muscles and, um, you know, burning them out in a sense, not training to a complete failure, but you doing high intensity, feeling mm-hmm. it, really feeling the stretch, feeling the contraction of the muscle and, you know, being able to get that mind muscle connection established, which is super beneficial for, I think a lot of people who just aren't connected to their body. And this is another great way to target specific muscle groups within your body. So if you have stuff you want, you know, to bring up, like the butt's a common one for females, and then chest is a common one for guys. And this style of training is more ideal for stuff like that compared to strength training, which we'll get get into in a little bit here. Um, 
but both compound movements, so like squats, deadlifts, bench, overhead press, and isolation movements, you know, like a bicep curl, tricep extension, a leg extension, these smaller type of movements are a part of hypertrophy training. And um, this, again, allows you to hit a little bit everything plus, you know, specifically target certain muscles. And you're going to see like someone like a bodybuilder doing a lot more volume compared to someone lifting for pure strength. And, you know, they're trying to target, again, you know, specific muscles. They're trying to Mm -hmm. bring up certain body parts that maybe they think are lagging or, you know, they just want to bring a pump into a body part and, you know, connect to it more. Yeah. And you mainly do lighter weight with hypertrophy. Not to say that you don't Mm. go heavy because you can, but you go lighter than if you were to strength train. Yeah. Train for strength. Yeah. Train for strength. Yeah. 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 And another big component of hypertrophy is progressive overload. And it's also in strength training as well, but just in a different way. And um, what this is, progressive overload, it's basically increasing the intensity or difficulty of your workouts over time to create a new stimulus on your muscles. And this allows them to grow and change and get bigger in size. You know, if you're always throwing the same stimulus, training the same way all the time, your muscles are just going to adapt. You're not going to, you know, build. You're going to get to a point where it can be like, okay, I can handle the 10 pounds. Mm -hmm. And you can change the intensity and progressive overload in multiple different ways. It doesn't have to be just increasing the weight. It could be slowing down the tempo. It could be holding, you know, the squeeze, holding the, or slowing down the eccentric portion. So the lowering of the weight, um, you know, holding the contraction squeeze at the top. Even Uh, changing your rest periods. Changing your rest periods, making them shorter making them longer and then increasing the weight a little Mm -hmm. bit. There's a lot of different ways to do it. So you don't always have to use up the weight to do so. And a good way to look at this is nothing changes if nothing changes. So again, if you're doing the same weight, same intensity, same style of this every single time, same exercises without really changing much, your body is just going to adapt like like it's meant to do, like it does. In a plateau. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's important to, you know, get out of this if you are in something like this and focus on progressive, progressively overloading your body and your muscles to then, you know, see the gains, see the increase in physical size of your muscle. Diet is another big role in hypertrophy training. Again, going back to bodybuilding, which is, again, an extreme example of this, but they're often going to increase their calories, uh, you know, in like the off season, let's say, to, you know, add on muscle mass, to get bigger. And then once they get closer to their show or the competition or whatever, they're going to cut their calories to lean out. So they look, you know, shredded and chiseled, which obviously, again, is an extreme example and isn't a healthy example. But this is where, like, you see and hear, like, the terms bulking and cutting and reverse dieting Mm -hmm. and, you know, oh, I'm going to cut. Oh, it's bulking season. It's like, what does that mean? Well, that means bulk is going to be, you know, increasing your calories so you're in a surplus. So you're eating more than you burn, and this is a great way to put on size, to put on muscle mass. And then, you know, you have a high metabolism, you're eating tons of calories, and then let's say you want to lean out, so you go into a cut. So you're going to eat less calories than you burn, so you're going to, you know, lose body fat while continuing to strength train and get, you know, leaner. And, um, again, get that chiseled look, lean out, look look good. Yeah. And that's, again, the kind of the main goal of hypertrophy is to look good, make the muscles look mm-hmm. good. Um, but there's tons of value in that, you know, again, mind muscle connection, learning to bring up lagging body parts is super valuable mm-hmm. and it has great carryover to strength training, strength training for strength. So let's talk about that now. So obviously strength training just sounds like lifting weights, but training for strength specifically 
is a little different. And this heavily involves your nervous system to recruit as many muscle fibers as possible to move a weight in the most efficient way possible. So you're kind of thinking less about, okay, what muscles do I need to fire to and connect to to move this weight and get a pump into them like you are hypertrophy. It's more like, okay, I need to recruit as many muscle fibers as I can to move this heavy weight mm-hmm. in the most efficient, safe, clean way possible so I can just move it. More like technical aspect. Mm-hmm. Whereas 100%. physique is not the main focus here. No, not at all. And an example of this is like a power lifter, someone that you know competes and just lifting the heaviest weight possible. So think about a heavy deadlifter who's just trying to move the weight best form without focusing on, okay, I need to connect to my glutes and my hamstrings here, mm-hmm. my back here. It's like, okay, my form, I know what my form needs to f- feel and look like. And, and can I put an extra plate on? Mm-hmm. And then it's just, okay, I need to just move this. I don't care yeah. if I get a pump. It's just moving it efficiently, safely, again, moving the weight. So again, there's not that mind-muscle connection. Focus on the pump that we see in hypertrophy. And they're not worried about physique most of the time. Mm-mm. Like you see like these strong men that have, they're like jacked, but they're not like bodybuilder jacked. Yeah. Like it's a completely different look to a person. And um, training this way forces your nervous system to adapt and then work with your muscles to create f- force and efficient movement. So it's more of instead of increasing the size of your muscles, it's teaching your muscles and your nervous system to adapt and lift heavy shit basically. Yeah. And Strength training is often centered around big compound lifts, like a deadlift, like a squat, like an overhead press, all these ones that light up the central nervous system, give you the biggest bang for your buck, these big heavy movements. You're not going to see a lot of power lifters you know, doing little bicep curls and doing mm-hmm. little isolation machines. It's all compounds. You just don't, don't see that very often. And more technique, like you said, is required for this. And the focus really is on just learning to move the heaviest weight in an efficient and safe way. And the more you do this, obviously, the easier the process becomes. It allows you to lift more weight without actually even adding on muscle. If strength is solely your goal, so you can actually add strength and not even get bigger and add on size. If you're training in this way, yeah. like very specifically, and sometimes people want this. They don't want to actually get bigger. They just want to lift heavy shit and stay, you know, 200 pounds. They don't yeah. want to be 250. They want to stay 200 and be able to lift what they, you know, could at 250. Mm-hmm. You know, but they don't want to have that 50 pounds on them. Um, so volume, what this looks like is usually like five by five style training, for example. So super low, low reps, reps, low sets, yeah, lower sets, higher. It's kind of mostly low reps, longer you know, rest five by periods. five, three, three, uh, three, three, <laughs> three to five minute rest periods. Yeah, sorry, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> and per week, a common number of sets is five to twelve per exercise. And like you said, rest periods are longer. Uh, obviously, you're lifting super heavy, so having a 30 second rest after lifting 500 pounds and you're not going to like go into a superset right after that for mm-hmm. sure <laughs> no it's really focused on you know getting the clean lower reps you know heavy repping those out efficiently mm-hmm. and safe again like we've been saying and yeah the rest periods are going to be yeah three to five minutes really taking your time to recover and um, rest periods are super important and like going back to hypertrophy like it was 30 seconds to two minutes usually and again this is three to five and that makes a big difference, you know, 30 seconds, you know, with the superset or, you know, trying to connect to a muscle makes a big difference. It's a little harder to get like a big pump when you're taking a five minute rest in between. Yeah. It's more like, okay, five minutes, I'm going to move this, this heavy weight again, efficiently as I can, because mm-hmm. you need that rest period after lifting something super heavy. 
if you don't, if you just go 30 seconds, okay, I'm going to go back into it. Chances are it's not going to be as clean. You're not going to probably be able to do it. And you might injure yourself. You might injure yourself. yourself just to get through it yeah. and your body is exhausted. So the rest period plays a really big role. That can also be with mm-hmm. hypertrophy as well. Yeah. Yeah. And a caloric surplus in terms of diet, it's usually, or like a maintenance phase where you're just maintaining um, your calories, is usually ideal for training for strength. It's kind of hard to, you know, Need lift heavy weight deficit. when you're in a big cut. Yeah. Um, it's hard. It's just... Your, you know, your muscles need calories. Your body needs calories to perform needs protein this efficiently. Mm-hmm. It's just super hard. It's exhausting and taxing in your body uh-huh. to try to do five by five, you know, three by three tri- style training. And when, when you're eating super low calorie, like it, it's just a challenge. Even hypertrophy, when you're training for hypertrophy and mm-hmm. you're in a deficit, you're probably, your volume is going to be way lower. It's yeah. going to be less intense. It's just, it's a much harder to, and it's not like you can't. It's just harder and it's easier to do this efficiently and, you know, I'd say more safely if you are really going to push it when you're in a caloric surplus just to have that energy, you mm-hmm. know, to, to do that efficiently. And both of these go hand in hand. So hypertrophy and training for strength, they're both advantageous, I think, to go through periods of both. Mm-hmm. So if you are like a power lifter or you only train for strength, you know, it's probably advantageous for you to go through a phase of hyper, uh, hypertrophy. Like if you have off season and powerlifting try some hypertrophy stuff for yeah. like a month that way you know you can bring up these little muscle groups even more and that's going to carry over massively to training for strength when you go to lift more you're going to have more muscles built up these, these like smaller muscle groups and that's going to make a big difference and carry over and same thing for hypertrophy if you're only doing like isolation trying to focus on the pump all the time and mind muscle connection that's great and super beneficial but also, if you go through a period of just trying to get strong and lift super heavy, you know, that's going to bring up muscles just, yeah, just as much. And you're going to, again, be stronger so you can go push the weight when you go back to hypertrophy. And again, increase the muscle, your muscle size even more. Mm-hmm. It's going to make lifts easier. It's going to make you know the compound lifts easier and allow you to move more weight. Again, that builds more muscle. You're going to look bigger. Yeah. So the, again, they both go hand in hand. And what whatever you're not doing is probably you know, going to benefit you the most. Yes. And it goes back to progressively overloading. I think it's similar to that in the way that if you're always stuck in one stimulus and style of training all the time, you're missing out. And mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong, again, with doing both or doing one for a while and then switching. I think people can get stuck in like these camps of like, this is the right way to train. This is the wrong way to train. And there's not really a right or wrong here. Again, it just depends on your goals, you know, what you have in mind for your physique or for, for performance. And mm-hmm. for the average person, this is something I don't think an average person really needs to stress about too much. Like, if you're just looking to lose body fat and be healthy, I think it's best just to focus on getting strong, um, but also focusing on mind-muscle connection. So I think it's a little bit of both. Yeah. You know, obviously pushing the weight and pushing yourself, but in a way that's not to complete failure, in a way that you can still feel the muscles, you know, in a way that you're having, I think, like two-minute, one to two-minute rest periods mm-hmm. somewhere in the middle there, so you're giving your body enough time. And this is if you're like the average lifter kind of getting into fitness. I think that's the ideal right there. And strength is an easy metric to track. Mm-hmm. Instead of tracking like a scale, like what the scale is saying or, you know, whatever your body fat's floating at, just focus on strength. Like, okay, I lifted more today than I did, you know, last week. 
and that means that's a step in the right direction. If you're getting stronger, that means you're putting on muscle. Yes. And if you're putting on muscle, that means you're probably losing body fat. Yeah, it can be the secret ingredient for mm-hmm. a lot of people. It's yeah, just, just focusing, focusing on, on getting stronger. Yeah. Instead of focusing on all the little, little things. metrics, yep. you know, that can get people caught up, just focus on that. And I think that's a great place to be connecting and feeling your body. Again, both of those, I think, are the two main focuses that people should have. Mm-hmm. And they're really, they're going to go a long way. Both these are styles of training are amazing for fat loss, amazing for muscle gain, functional strength, you know, boosting your metabolism, and and the list goes on and on. Yeah. I mean, just strength training in general is going to give you tons and tons of benefits, going to make you overall healthier person in terms of longevity, in terms of just, you know, health markers, and it again, just keeps things interesting, too, if you switch back and forth, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. you get to train in different modalities, it's more fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, some people get burnt out on training a certain way and then drop out of fitness. And Mm -hmm. yeah, sometimes people need that just to switch to a different style. Maybe that's doing, you know, only single leg stuff in a hypertrophy style. And then maybe it's just trying to lift super heavy and only doing, you know, deadlift, back squat, bench, shoulder press. Like that's all you do for a little bit. We've messed around with that. And it's super fun to go back and forth between the two. And it's interesting to see how you know body responds to that yeah and how it makes other things easier and other things more of a challenge and then you can like tweak and adjust it in a certain way and which yeah. one is your favorite to train mm. probably more hypertrophy I, agree. I really like the feeling of a pump yeah over because that's a thing about training for strength as well that um you don't really get a pump like it feels good to lift like heavy like okay yeah this is heavy shit and, you know it feels good mm-hmm. you feel strong um, which is a good feeling, but you're not really getting that pumped up feeling like you you know like you get when you get like a good chest pump yeah. or like your biceps and arms are blasted and mm-hmm. it's like oh yeah, there's something about that. Connecting I just I just muscles. like to chase that feeling yeah. a little bit more. But yeah, it feels good to lift heavy too. Mm-hmm. It just depends really. Yeah. So that is it for this episode, guys. If you learned anything, enjoyed this, or just want to support us, go hit follow or subscribe wherever you get your podcast. You can also leave up to a five star rating and review. Follow us on Instagram at the Finding Fitness Podcast. You can DM us on there if you have any episodes or topics or questions you want us to cover on the show. Or you can do the same by sending an email to the Finding Fitness Podcast at gmail.com. Go to the description wherever you get your podcast. In there, you can find the link to our web- website slash blog where a new blog post goes out every single Monday. Also in there will be a link to our free Spotify Workout Yams playlist. Just some free workout music for you guys, a little playlist if you want something to get you going in the gym, need some music inspiration, whatever it is, just a free little thing to go check out. Also in there will be the link to Ned, so you can click on that and it'll automatically apply the discount, the 15% off discount when you go to check out or go to helloned.com, H-E-L-L-O-N-E-D.com and use code FINDINGFITNESS at checkout so you can save 15% off any of their products and reuse that code as many times as you would like. So go check them out. It's a really, really cool company. They have amazing top quality products. Thank you guys for listening and we will see you in the next one. Bye.